Well, hello, hello. I think we're ready to start. I think so. I think so. Sorry. I'm I just pretty, had to, pretty positive. Yeah. I just had to pull up my show notes. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny Kay. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, Mr. Greenlee. Green, how are you doing? Oh, stop it, you. I'm doing fantastic. I just got back from vacation. It was so peaceful. We were on a lake in Wisconsin, and like this lake is like never used. Like it's a very a big lake, but like not a whole lot of people have like property around it, so it's so quiet. Not a whole lot of boats out. It's fantastic. I, I never wanted to leave. Could you see the? Could you see the stars in the night sky? Well, I could do that from home. I mean, it's not super bright here, but yeah, it, it looked really good. It was only on Sunday night though. Everything else was rainy. Yeah. But how are you? How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm surviving. With us, our other co-host, the powerful, the beautiful, Mr. Revsven. Padre, how are you doing? Doing all right, buddy. Doing uh, doing all right. Glad to be back. Glad to be kind of back in the right mind frame to be here. It's been a weird, been a weird week, but things are coming back. Things are, things are doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to just leave it there? Do we want to talk about anything else on that? Uh, well, we, we, we could, we'll, we'll just discuss the fact that I am kind of in quarantine right now. Yeah, because I I potentially have have the Rona, um, which is ironic because it's you know I always thought it would be a really bad thing if I got Corona, but considering I've also had Lyme disease, they're a perfect pair. So I guess there's that. That's that is a real joke. I can make it because those are if those are facts. So, <laughs> but um, but um, that's right. Uh, before the show starts, I just want to say we really appreciate all of you guys who watch and listen and join us live. Uh, we hope you guys are getting all the information and entertainment that you expect out of us this week. If you miss any part of the show, you guys can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. We do have a question of the week this week. If you guys are so inclined, feel free to answer it in the comments of YouTube or in the chat. In this week's question, not gaming related, we decided to ask, what's your favorite regional dish? Go on ahead and answer that in the comment section of this YouTube video or in the chat here live. And if you guys don't uh, have either of those, you guys can feel, re- feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. All of our handles are right there on the screen. If you guys want to reach out to me at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. Um, of course, Revsven at R-E-V-S-V-E-N-T-V and Mr. Green Elite at Mr. Green Elite M-R. G-R-E-E-N-E-L-I-T-E. Yours doesn't have like a good flow to it, Green. No, I wish I could I wish I picked up something like super cool, like as a name. Like uh like I don't know, like Tim the Tatman or some shit. I don't know. That's the best I could do with what I had, okay? I'm sorry. So, yeah, that's our question of the week. Feel free to answer that in the comments, chat, or reach out to us on Twitter. So, um, I think that's about it. Any other, um, any other, like, things we need to get out of the way first before we start? No. No? I think think I'm ready to go. Excellent. We can go on ahead then and, uh... Mr. Rev, you have a game you want to review. I do. Oh my whoops. goodness. So sorry, I'm I whoops myself because I hit the wrong button. 
<laughs> so uh, I got to play an interesting little collection of games called the Dread X Collection 2. Um, it was published by a uh, an indie horror publisher known as uh, Dread XP. They're actually the gaming uh, the gaming branch of uh, what is it Dread Central, the the horror movie website. Um, and and this was essentially a collection of kind of like shorter, very weird, very strange in in a lot of cases, very scary horror games. Um, it comes with a collection of 12 and you actually, so it, it's, it's kind of cool. There's a storyline built around the 12 games from all these different developers. And, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. If you get it, I'm just warning you now, squirrel stapler, squirrel stapler is it's super weird. Um, it was un, unsettling, but aside from that, we, um, there, there are all kinds of different games. There's, um, there's some that have, uh, that have more of like that kind of post-apocalyptic, not necessarily scary, but still kind of interesting concept. There are some that are jump scares, some that are like unsettling. Um, but in the end, it's just an amazing, amazing collection of not only indie, but horror. And I come to find out, like these these only came out like I think last month, maybe the month before. They've already announced that before the end of the year, they're going to re- release the Dread X Collection 3, and I could not be more excited. Um, if I had to pick one game out of the entire collection, that was probably my favorite. Um, I will say there are two that I haven't finished yet. Uh, I have got to start them, but I haven't got to finish them. But my favorite of all of them was probably um, as, as weird as it is to say, I will say squirrel, squirrel stapler. It's um, I'll give you the, I, I'll give it to you in the weirdest possible rundown. I can um, in, in keeping it short, you staple squirrels to your dead wife's body and then you get to meet God. That's yeah, that that's about long and short of it, but what it, it yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's... Hold on. Can you say that <laughs> sentence again? Because I'm not quite sure I understood it. Okay, well, I did leave out a part. You hunt squirrels and then staple said squirrels to your dead wife's body and uh, then you get to meet God. Um, yeah, you, you wake up and like without spoiling any, <laughs> I don't know why I can even really spoil in this, without spoiling anything, um, you wake up in this cabin and there's flies hovering around like a skinless dead body with no head. And you go and look at it and you're talking to it, or you're not talking to it, but you like interact with it. And it said, um, the, the flies have made my wife hideous. Um, she wants to be beautiful like the squirrel in the woods. So I will cover her in the squirrel in the woods. And you go out and you hunt like five squirrels and you come back and you staple them to her dead body and you go to sleep. You wake up, then you have to go hunt a giant squirrel and five regular squirrels, staple them all to her dead body. And then things start getting real weird. <laughs> As if it wasn't, re- if that's not already a weird premise. Um, things start getting weird from there and you start getting chased by ghost squirrels are the ones you've killed. And then the giant squirrels come back as these like weird growling demon exploding squirrels that can kill you. Um, and in the end, when you finish it, you get to meet God and it's unsettling. Oh my God. Is it unsettling? There so, is a, there, if, if you want to just skip it and get to the unsettling part, there are clips on my, on my Twitch channel. You can watch. It's gotcha. terrifying. Well, I just want to real quick, I just want to confirm this is an actual video game and it's not you running around in your backyard, um, intoxicated on, on something. No. Yeah. Actually, believe it or not, this sounds like something I would do on, um, on PCP. Um, I would assume, but no, yeah, this is a, this is a weird, this, this is a real game that is part of the Dread X collection too. Um, it was funny because I kept seeing people talking about it on uh, on Twitter, and I was like, okay, this is going to be the the second one that I play because the first one was a Cthulhu dating sim, um, which was was pretty awesome. She was dummy thick too, like she was like 
yeah like for having for having i'm not into i'm not into hentai but for having like tentacles on her face she was thick and kind of hot um but yeah so those were the first two i played and they were completely different from one another and then like all the rest of them they're all they are they're just so different from each other but it's it is a fun time and i um i'll say this like for some of them being as short as they are i mean i went through i think two or three streams already and still haven't like i like i said i still have two games that i haven't finished on it yet so i'm probably going to go ahead and complete those soon because i'm going to jump in early on dread x collection three because as as weird and creepy and crazy as all this is it's been a lot of fun ton of fun cool so uh how much was uh dread x collection two uh last time i checked i want to say it was 9.99 they may have changed it now but let me uh i will double check that don't know why i didn't uh think to check that first but i can pull that for you real quick yeah it's 9.99 12 games in it there's one in it that's really really good actually um and it's the the dev of this particular game actually came by my stream while i was playing and we got to have like Mm -hmm. almost like a cool interview type thing where i could i was asking him things about the game and he was giving me like some behind the scenes information about how it was made and it was called uh the diving bell i believe is what it was called okay um it's a that one on the, actually is very claustrophobic though. So it's like if you're if, if you don't do well like playing games like horror games that put you in tight spaces, don't. It's because it made me uncomfortable. I'm I'm not usually too, you know, too bad when it comes to stuff like that. But for some reason, that game was making me uncomfortable as all hell. Yeah, the diving bell. That's that's what it's called. And it and it's like I mean that one in its in and of itself is like a good hour hour and a half playthrough. So it. That one, that one's a must recommend on my list from the collection. Yeah. But in order to be able to play, you don't just get to turn the game on and play any of these games. But it, it's really interesting because, like I said, there's a story built around it. You wake up and you're in this house and you play this VHS tape. And then these these voices on these speakers start telling you you're part of like an, an experiment. You're, they're like trying to uh, give you some trauma to kickstart you back to where you were. And so you actually have to go around solving puzzles in this house to get a key to unlock a box to actually unlock the games to be able to play them. So that's actually really cool. There's, so there's like puzzles in order to unlock these games to be able to play them. They're not like, they're pretty intuitive. They're really easy. Um, and nothing as of yet has happened in the house. That's really jump scary. So if anybody wants to play it, you don't have to worry. You're going to be fine in the house. Um, but it's anything from like finding, finding dismembered body parts to go put on a surgical table to put a body back together. And then the weight hits, you open up the deal, go down, unlock a game, play it. It's, really cool it was a, it's it's super creative and i i can't wait to see what they do next so i'm looking at the steam listing right now and you're mm. right cthulhu is dummy thick right oh my god it's called sucker for love which is hilarious <laughs> because she because she's got all those tentacles hanging from her face but yeah dude that pink hair the dummy thick body and then her eyes even and those tentacles i'm like i said not a hentai guy but you know Oh man. Uh so yeah, I was looking at it. I have some stats here that we could I can uh, share. Yeah. Um okay. So system requirements Windows 7 32 or 64 bit, you just need a uh dual core Intel or AMD processor, 2.0 gigahertz or faster, 4 gigs of RAM, Nvidia GeForce 470 GTX or M D, I'm assuming AMD, Radeon 6870 HD series, uh DirectX 11 uh 10 gigs of storage space and um the additional note here says be kind and rewind um according to steam to according to steam db the lowest price ever recorded for this game has been 8.99 10 off from its uh 10 uh, 9.99 usd um 
price tag on Steam. Uh, I did see DreadX Collection. Um, that one is currently sitting at $6.99, and the lowest price from Steam DB is $4.89 USD with uh, pretty similar, actually almost like the exact same uh, system requirements for that. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in going back and checking out, um, checking DreadX for yourself. there I will say there is one game on there that I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, I, I can't remember exactly the name of it, but if you get on there, you, you would be able to recognize it if you knew about... Um, there's a game called World of Horror that's like a one-bit style game. And there's a game on there that's kind of like that. Um, it's done in that that art style. Wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, it has it's it, I think it was called something about something at the lake. It it has something to do with the lake. And when you look at the the poster for it on the VHS box, you'll see it has that like one bit aesthetic to it. But um, yeah, world. Of, yeah, and I will say, World of Horror was good. I liked World of Horror. It's very. Uh, it had a Junji Ito um, Lovecraftian kind of mix to it. Really cool. But it, it, this game had that same aesthetic. Not that fun. I'll I'll be a hundred percent. It was it was not that great. You, you like run around in this like one D kind of or this little um one bit world and you get chased by a gorilla at one point and stuff. it was just it was not it Did wasn't we, my cup of tea i think you reviewed world of horror on the stream or on the podcast mm-hmm. so i'll uh if you guys are watching on youtube i'll put a link or i'll uh i'll put a card right here that says check out rev's review on junji ito's or the not junji ito's um on uh, world of horror the junji ito and lovecraft love child Yes. Yeah, it was it was it was good. I I mean, I uh it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea in a lot of ways, but I loved the aesthetic of the art style and the um and I but I'm a huge Junji Ito fan and massive Lovecraft fan, so it it obviously spoke to me in a lot of ways. But yeah. Yeah, I I would say avoid the I mean, save that one for last or get it out of the way first, but it's if you if you decide to play um Dreadx collection because it wasn't that great. I'll be I mean I got to be real here. It wasn't that great. <laughs> so green. Yeah. Will you be playing any of these? No. You should play Squirrel Stapler. I think you'd like I it. saw I saw the video of you reacting to Squirrel Stapler and it was fucking mortifying. Crazy, right? It was mortifying like the, this the town and then yeah. all the you turn and it's like yeah, you hear that, that gurgling, screaming sound, and then you turn around and just, bam, there's God. Perfection in your face. Oh, thank you. Hard pass. God is here. God is here. It, I will say, it. Like final thing I'll say on that, though, is whenever the chants start happening at the end of the game where you hear God is coming and then the countdown happens, it says God is here, there's a moment where... Like it ends up hitting this point where just the the chance themselves become so unsettling that it makes you sick to your stuff. I had people in chat telling me like, "Dude, I I'll be back in like ten minutes. I can't do this anymore. This is really like I mean, I had people literally leave because it was so unsettling, and it was just the chance. That was it. It was just the chance of God is coming and God is here. They had to bounce for a, until I was done with it. I was like, I get it. I would just quit now if I wasn't this far. You know, <laughs> I've never had that happen where just the sounds of a game made me really like nauseous and uneasy it was crazy that's interesting so definitely worth the pickup oh yeah 9.99 if you like horror games you like indie games you like to just like experiment around with stuff oh yes by all means 100 percent, get it at 9.99 i mean 
one, you get to support all of these like low key indie creators. I will say this: I come to find out that uh, the guy that created Squirrel Staplers, the one that created that, it's kind of a popular kind of horror game called Dusk. Um, same guy because I, I put I put on Twitter I was like, so Squirrel Stapler, what the fuck? <laughs> and he actually I guess found it by searching just Squirrel Stapler in in the Twitter deal, but he just commented. He goes, it was amazing, wasn't it? I was like. Or no, no, he goes, it was all normal. It, it's all normal. I was like, is it? Are you sure? Press X to doubt, you know? But So so it turns out he's actually like a a member of the team that created Dusk, which is a pretty popular game. But uh, he was talking about making a director's cut of it. And part of me is like, dude, don't. And then part of me is like, please. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything else on the Dread X collection? No, no, that that about covers it all. Um, pick it up. Pick it up if you like horror and you like indie. Do it. Cool. Boom. So uh, we're going to move on to our next topic here, and then we'll probably do a break because this is a bit of a doozy of a topic, and that <laughs> is the Ubisoft Forward event. Did you guys watch any of this from last week? I've been on a Ubisoft uh, boycott. I've so been no. I've been away from everything for a while, so I've missed yeah. it. Yeah. So let me start with the shit covered elephant in the room because we have talked about Ubisoft. We have not had kind words for Ubisoft uh, and I don't have kind words right now either. So before the event started, Yves Guimont, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I don't speak French and I apologize. uh, Posted a video to Twitter addressing the company's problems with diversity, inclusion, racism, and sexual misconduct. It was not included in the main broadcast and i have a major bone to pick with them here it was a four minute video four minutes for a presentation that was done digitally by the way so it's not like they had network constraints right they didn't have a hard out with nbc or e3 or you know whoever they this was a live streamed digital event there are no time constraints unless they just want it to be a neat one hour. And if they wanted it to be a neat one hour, there's a lot of bullshit that they could have cut for the four minute speech that they could have included addressing the issues they have been called out for for the past three months. I don't buy that they could not include this in the live broadcast, but it's okay. It's going to be in the VODs. They knew that people were going to, they knew the majority of people who were going to view it were going to view it live through either their own official live channels or through the coverage networks that were going to do it like IGN, Polygon, and whoever else was going to basically hold the stream as well on their platforms. Bullshit. Cowardly. Fucking cowardly. Uh, the message itself, I have nothing really to say. It was more corporate bullshit. Um, a lot of they they really didn't address many of the failures in in any sort of specifics, like they should have. Um, especially because their HR department was completely inept at their jobs. Uh, I would defer to Green on that, but I think whenever um, I think whenever a five hour screaming session is held in an office without doors, uh, HR should probably do something to stop that. Right, Green? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would 100% agree. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I think the amount of sexual harassment and uh, racism that went on in those offices is wholly unacceptable. And the idea that they can just throw a bunch of money at it to try to make it go away seems ridiculous. 110% agree. Um, yeah. I Again, I, I found this to be just mealy-mouthed and hollow. And I think the fact that they did not include even the most hollow four-minute speech in the live broadcast just shows how cowardly Ubisoft is. And it, it I'm, st <laughs> I'm still going to maintain my boycott. It doesn't matter what they showed. The fact that they couldn't own up, they couldn't have the balls to address their failings in any sort of capacity that wasn't like this shows me that they haven't actually learned their lesson and then they're just hoping that we're going to forget. So that's yeah, I, my take on it. I mean, I, I see something here about a mentorship program is all they really said they're going to put into place, like a mentorship program for women and uh, underrepresented, uh, underrepresented minorities. Yeah. I mean, again, the problem wasn't that the, uh, to me, the problem wasn't even the fact that these people were underrepresented at the company. That's on the company itself. What is all, but what is worse is the conditions for those people, right? What's it matter if you hire more women of color into your company, if they're treated like dog shit, like everyone else in the company? Yeah, they no have lack of action. Yeah. And then when your HR company basically refuses to address those issues with your exec with your executives and with your team leads. Like there were there were reports that uh that the HR team basically would do nothing. They would they ignored uh they ignored like programmers and QA people who had complaints against executives and team leads. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the, it was so in the, the four minute speech was just so mealy mouthed and hollow and piss poor. And the fact that they didn't even include it in the live broadcast. Again, I, I feel like I'm rambling and just repeating myself, but it just shows they didn't learn anything. Um, I mean, that's Hard my that's my I mean, we, we talked about it. I. You guys can go and see our initial uh, pretty raw reactions <laughs> in our episode, in our most recent episode with uh, Lou Merck. Um, but let's let's talk about what happened in the show or what was revealed in the show. So the first thing was Immortals Phoenix Rising was re-announced. It had a different name, like uh, Monsters and in Immortals or Monsters and Gods. Apparently, okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was um, there was a titling dispute with Monster Energy, so they renamed it to Immortals Phoenix Rising. It looks like a Greek myth inspired Breath of the Wild. Um, so nothing, nothing really there. I think they showed off a little bit of gameplay. It doesn't look like anything I'm interested in really. Uh, they showed a Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake, which is getting shit on um by a lot of fans a lot of people think it looks like trash and i kind of agree um they might have been better if they called it a remaster rather than a remake because a remake to me means that they go from the ground up and rebuild the entire game with modern engines and assets and whatever else um again if it was a remaster that would be different i wouldn't i don't think it would be an issue but i think it's because they're calling it a remake 
Green. I would have preferred them remake the uh, Prince of Persia, the, the Two Thrones. That one, I think, was by far the best one. But then again, I wouldn't be getting it regardless. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. The game is coming back after being delisted for several years and still no word on why it was delisted. That's been kind of a mystery for a while, uh, which nobody seems to know anything on. Uh, not even the Scott Pilgrim creator knows why that game was delisted. Um, let's see. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is coming to next-gen consoles. Uh, but that was, yeah, yippee. It, to me, that was like a no-brainer. Like, of course it is. Like, why wouldn't Rainbow Six Siege go to the next-gen consoles? Because it's still kicking ass on current-gen consoles and PC. Uh, they also announced a uh, World Cup competition, which I'm going to say right now, I nominate Bubba Pudding to represent the USA. Okay? I want to see Bubba Pudding wearing a Rainbow Six Siege USA jersey, walking into a fucking stadium with a belt on him, and just ready to wreck shit. Okay, that's... What's that? Hard agree. I think it would be the most fantastic <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. He'd walk off the stage just like fucking flexing and shit. It'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Just you know, that that would be the one thing I would unboycott. <laughs> is to see Bubba Pudding walk across the stage wearing his his uh, Rainbow Six Siege championship belt and jersey. And just coming and wrecking shit. Um they also announced another game, Riders Republic, an extreme sports MMO, and that's coming February 25th, 2021. So that was really it in the Ubisoft forward. Again, I think there's a lot of shit here that they could have fucking cut to include that four minutes. Like, you know, <laughs> Riders Republic, an extreme MMO. Yeah, an extreme sports MMO. Um, the trailer for that only needs to be like a minute and then, hey, it's coming out at this time. Boom. Look, I freed him up a bunch of time right there. I honestly don't know who actually would want an extreme sports MMO. We've already tried a racing MMO, which I think is even an Ubisoft property, the crew too. <laughs> right? Isn't am I am I correct in saying that? Is the crew too an Ubisoft? Let's Let me find know. out. I am I am I'll beat you to it. Ubisoft, yep. Yeah. Ubisoft North America. I am curious how many people are still playing the crew two. Um, I, 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 I know, right uh, I know somebody who's playing it right now. Um, Do you? Wheeler. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you got it, it on sale. You got it on sale. Yep. That's all that matters. You got it on sale. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Steam DB now okay Steam charts, uh, seven hundred three players right now from Steam DB for the crew two. Saying total player count on ga- games ga- gam gamstat, not gamestat gamstat.com gamstat. But, uh, as of September sixth, twenty twenty, there's a total player count of four four million eight hundred thousand. Yeah, uh, the all time peak about a year ago according to steam db for the crew two was 6933 so it doesn't to me it doesn't seem like it was anything that's to me that's not like a smashing success of course it's a couple years old so i don't know 
how that's you know how that's really geared out for it but um, well now you got to throw on top of the fact that people just don't care for ubisoft anymore so it's like yeah yeah on top yeah you're right on top of the fact that people are very angry at ubisoft still um yeah that's about all i got for for ubisoft forward it was very blase uh a disappointment in every way because i thought you know maybe they don't have much to announce but maybe they'll show some balls and some integrity and admit their faults but they i mean they admitted their faults but they didn't let me let me say this again differently show some balls and show some initiative and actively let us see behind the curtain instead of saying oh we have these programs and you know they didn't stand for our values i'm gonna go back off on this tangent real quick because yves guillemot said these people did not stand for our values one of the main perpetrators was the creative head of the entire fucking company. Almost everything Ubisoft put out, he touched. He was like Yves, like number two, number three guy in the entire fucking company. And he, Yves didn't know about his behavior. And then he want, Yves wants us to believe that it's, you know, not a part of the company's values. I'm, I'm, I'm spamming X to doubt. Sorry, they didn't do the right thing. That's that's all that matters. Just, yeah, they didn't do the right thing. They didn't, and it makes me angry. <laughs> this is like last week. It's just gonna be a salt fest. <laughs> um, anything else on Ubisoft Forward? Oh, we wanted to talk about anything we wanted to mention. No, no I'm I'm good. Like, I mean, I saw also something about um, was it Far Cry VR possibly coming out? I. Hmm. I saw something about that. I don't know if that was actually ne- necessarily announced at Ubisoft Forward, but I did see it get announced. So, I, I mean, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. I didn't even hear about that. I was surprised we didn't really see anything um, anything about Far Cry 6. Um, yeah, that is see. weird. Okay, yeah, this is five days ago. Um, they did do uh, official trailer for far cry vr which it looks like maybe it's just going to be done like vr for uh far cry 3 maybe that's what it looked like with the insanity thing yeah yeah that would be interesting and weird i don't know how they would manage that um i'll have to watch it and just see um okay cool anything else on this otherwise we'll take a break i'm golden all right guys we're gonna take a break stay right there we'll be back in two minutes Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. I wanted to take a quick moment and say thank you for watching and listening. Last month was not business as usual for us. The derecho and family emergencies got in the way of us putting out a show each week, and we're sorry we couldn't get you guys the news and reviews we're looking for. But we're back now and better than ever. If you like what we do and want to help us keep going, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform, follow us on Twitch, and retweeting us when the show is live. These are all easy and free ways to help the show grow. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, and we are back. Thank you for, guys for letting us take that break. Uh, you guys ready to get right into the next uh, topic here? Absolutely. Let's get it. All right. 
so I feel like right now we need to get like some sort of sound effects like it's console watch on the next thing I think podcast here's your right we need like some sort of alert we need that for for the upcoming console thing as well as the deals of the month so if you know someone who has like an like audio uh you know thing have them hit us up audio audio thing you mean like audio editing knowledge like yours yeah. truly look i would do it i'm just too lazy um <laughs> all right so it's console watch so uh last week we talked about the xbox series s and its price and the fact that it was even revealed uh the xbox series x got its uh, msrp announced uh they're going to start selling it for 499 dollars usd uh, in addition to that, we got some other news surrounding xCloud, which launches today, actually. Uh, so if you have uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you can access that. Uh, the xCloud is launching with uh, about 150 titles. Uh, some of the titles include Gears of War 5, Near Automata, Ori in the Blind Forest, Definitive Edition... Ooh, it's definitive. Um, a mobile. Oh, yeah. What's that? So definitive. Oh so yeah. So definitive. Um, <laughs> a mobile optimized touch version of Minecraft Dungeons and more. Um, so for those who are curious who want to pick this up, um, it's available on the Google Play Store and some Samsung Galaxy Store right now for mobile, but it's currently not on the Apple App Store for reasons we'll be discussing later. That, ladies and gentlemen, is called foreshadowing. Um, Game Pass right now is only $15 a month. USD and getting xCloud uh, access to all these games is pretty cool, but I will say beware. It might not be as good of a deal as you think if you have to pay for your internet data usage and um, paying for all those overages might be a pain in the ass. Uh, although I think on its face, it seems like a pretty good deal. Uh, Rev, you're kind of the uh, Xbox uh, expert here. What do you think? How you feel? Uh, I mean, long story short, I, I, I like it. Um, I'm, I'm obviously now that I switched over to PC, I'm probably not going to be doing anything like that, but I, I'm really intrigued by the, uh, by the X cloud, you know, like the, going over to the mobile, um, the mobile aspect with some of the game pass stuff. I'm really, really interested by that. Um, I'm going to give that a shot because since I have Xbox game pass anyways, I'm assuming it does carry over. Right. I'm, I would assume. I would I mean, assume. I believe it, so. It, if it carries over from Xbox to PC, it should also carry over to mobile. So I'll be really interested to see how, yes, 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 it, how it playable. Does. Okay. So see that's yeah, I'm gonna give that a try anyways then. Um I think it's I think it's it's a good step for them. You know, it's they're it feels like Xbox is trying to do everything right this time around. You know, they're because they they failed massively on the previous generation, um, you know, compared to the PS4. And I know they're, you know, they're trying to to get their foot back in the door, and and they need to. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really interested. One of the things I really really liked was that they're including the, um, oh, what is that? The whole thing with the with the Xbox Series S, where you can pay a certain amount, and it actually helps pay for the Xbox itself and the Game Pass and Xbox Live. Um, I can't remember exactly what they called that, but I heard something about. That. I mean, it just it seems like they're finally trying to 
to be more of a game console instead of this whole home entertainment console thing that they tried to push with the the Xbox One X or the Xbox One. So yeah. I'm I'm optimistic about it. So uh, we'll we'll see how it continues to play out. Um, ready to see kind of how how PlayStation comes out swinging in the in the next month or so. So it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a fun time this time. Yeah. So you just kind of mentioned something here that I'm really. I don't think we've really talked about, which is just how fucking difficult it is to talk about these because of all the stupid names they have for all their products. The Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, mm-hmm. games with gold, Game Pass, Game Pass with gold. Um, what else? Like what other, <laughs> uh, you know, Xbox Series One X 360 no scope like <laughs> yeah eventually they're going to have to stop and just like i don't, I don't that they messed up s- severely in my opinion when they when they switch just over to xbox one it's like well great now we're going to be stuck looking at trying to figure out which one's going to be which and all the, it's just go in the numbered thing just go with the numbered order like playstation did like, why is that such a hard concept like mini would be fine like with the s versus the x like the yeah or slim like i mean yeah. slim probably playstation has has a deal with that because they called you know they they called theirs the slim editions but but i don't I, like why even bother calling it the series of any like why is that even a thing i mean that's stop yeah the naming no. scheme and then like the naming of all their programs is just very frustrating to try to read and understand yeah. Like when they were first uh, like throwing out the Xbox, where they were so- trying to say that they were going to get rid of the whole designation number of stuff to simplify it, and now it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, because because look at it this way: like, how easy is PS Five, and then PS Plus? You know, I mean, how how easy is that as opposed to you know? game you know gold and live and or gold and uh you know game pass and all that like just come up with one comprehensive thing make it a deal and go just go yeah and even like so like the games with gold right that's like the program where like you get um is that the one where they swap it out every month with uh xbox live gold right games with gold games with gold is the one that they do new ones every month and then Game Pass is the one where they'll they'll add some new ones, take mm. some away, almost like it's their Netflix. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just call it Xbox Live Premium? Yeah. Right. Or just, or, or, I mean, just call it X, you know, call it Xbox Live. Because I mean, people are gonna need that. Like, why why do you need like what the, why gold? Yeah. There's not a silver or a bronze. Yeah. And if you are gonna name it gold, then introduce a silver and bronze tier. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> it's just it's very uh, like, it's like just... I'm, I'm a i'm a huge 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 fan of game pass there's that's no secret but for like people who are just now getting into gaming and they're having to try to learn all this new crap like it's it can get confusing and frustrating you know what they're doing yeah they're trying to confuse the grandmas and, uh, and the grandpas. They're like for uh, holiday season, they're gonna be like, "Well, little Timmy wants an Xbox. Should I get him this? The 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 PlayStation Five, the, the Xbox XS X Pro? I don't understand. Just get him the big one." 
because now they also can, you know, now they also have Game Pass and then they have Game Pass Ultimate, which includes your Xbox Live Gold in it. And <laughs> just stop. Just stop, please. Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, so, I mean, that's it. There's not much else to the announcement. Um, I think it's interesting. If you guys can get access to it, definitely try it out. Uh, but there's going to be a significant portion of people who can't get access to it. And I feel like we should just go right into this uh, next topic here, which is the fact that Apple has to uh, rearrange shit just to be able to allow game streaming on the app store. So Apple is allowing some companies to bring their game streaming services to the iOS platform, but there are a lot of stipulations uh, (laughs) that will make it feel like a camel going through the eye of a needle. Uh, So my main source on this story, by the way, is from PC mag and the author is Michael can or con. He did an excellent job on this. Um, on this article so go check it out so the uh, updated rules uh, added a new section of the app store that is entirely designed to house game streaming services Uh, services can list there but it uh, comes with a lot of restrictions most notably uh, that the apps can't house all of the games that they offer on a single app think something like your game launchers from epic or steam uh, on your pc Instead, the services have to individually list the games they offer. So services can have their own catalog app for users to view their own games, uh, but each individual game has to link back to an app store listing. And I think the the best... Did you guys follow that? Because I have a great example from uh, the author here that I think puts it in perfect terms. And that is... Basically, imagine Netflix having to put out a listing for every single one of the movies and TV shows that it offers on the App Store, right? Yeah, you can have your your Netflix app, but then you're going to have to have your app for Stranger Things, for um, uh, 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 Avatar, The Last Airbender, um, uh, uh, your Seven Deadly Sins, Guys, give me more Netflix series. <laughs> I don't uh, like Netflix. I boycott Netflix. What? I love Netflix. Uh, Umbrella Academy. There we go. Right. So imagine Witcher. There we go. Someone else said Witcher. Hi, Biggs. <laughs> so yeah, uh, imagine having to have like a listing for each of those TV shows and then having like one app to look for it all. Um excuse me uh the other big kicker is that the apps must use apple's in-app payment method the very method that is so hotly contested by epic in their lawsuit against apple um also by the way i don't think we mentioned this right when we when we talked about apple versus epic the first time but it does bear just so we're clear rev does have an affiliate um creator code situation with epic it's not a huge deal i don't think it affects our opinions on on apple versus epic but just for the sake of transparency hey matt pat of the game theorists and film theorists that's how you disclose monetary incentives sorry just again pillar of salt (laughs) call them all out 
did you guys I mean, hold on just for, as a quick transparency it's just for transparency sake yeah let's let let's lay it on the table i do have an epic supporter creator code um it's revspin for anybody who cares to know but it is there <laughs> and it, but that that actually has zero bearing on my dislike for apple Yes. I just wanted to point that out there because Matt Pat did a whole thing about how Epic is genius. And then literally the next video on their film theorist channel uh, was sponsored by Epic. So, you know, doesn't sound like they had some monetary incentives at all. Um, so, again, the other big kicker, like I said, is the is the in-app payment method. Again, the highly contested one. Um, Apple also says that the rules are being put in place to help ensure the safety and quality of our apps or of the apps quote our customers enjoy great app and games from millions of de developers and gaming services can absolutely launch on the app store as long as they follow the set of guidelines applicable to all developers including submitting games individually for review and appearing in charts and research end quote um, all of this also comes after Microsoft ended their support for the game streaming service xCloud, which we just mentioned in the last story, on iOS citing restrictive conditions. Quote from Microsoft, unfortunately, we do not have a path to bring our vision of, of cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to gamers on iOS via the Apple App Store. Apple stands alone as the only general purpose platform to deny consumers from uh, cloud gaming and game subscription services like Xbox Game Pass. So now we also have Epic on it and now uh, Epic suing Apple on this, which that's been a knockout drag out fight. They haven't even had their hearing yet. And now Microsoft's just like, we can't bring our service to iOS users because of how restrictive Apple is, which I think is pretty fucking insane to say, to you know, say the least. Um, so PC Mag did talk with a spokesperson after they announced that, and the spokesperson said, quote, or after the uh, changes to the up update, um, in the spokesperson for Microsoft said, this remains a bad experience for customers. Gamers want to jump directly into a game from their curated catalog within one app, just like they do with movies and songs, and do not want to be forced to download over 100 apps to play individual games from the cloud. We're committing to putting gamers at the center of everything we do and providing a great experience is core to that mission. End quote. Um... Which, you know, uh, I'm thinking about that and that's a big, that's a big uh, thorn in the crotch of a lot of PC gamers right now because we, they keep adding new launchers. One example I can vouch for is uh, GTA 5, right? I downloaded oh, yeah. GTA 5 through Epic. I also mm -hmm. had to install the Rockstar launcher. So if I want to play GTA 5, I have to launch Epic. I have to launch Rockstar, and then I have to launch GTA 5. I was so salty with that too. Like, uh, I'm like, wait, uh, got up, got it for free on Epic, and then I'm like, rocks. Why, why do I need the Rockstar launcher? I got it on Epic. Yeah. Well, so here's like one of the things I don't really use GOG Galaxy that much for is because. Um, GOG Galaxy looks at everything and like pulls everything, right? It pulls everything in. It says, okay, here's your Epic account and here's what you have installed from Epic. Here's what you have installed from Steam. Here's what you have from EA Origin. Here's what you have blank, 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 right? 
so if i if i'm just looking at galaxy like trying to decide what i want to play and i'm like oh gta 5 then i have g i have gog galaxy open then i have epic then i have rockstar and then i have gta i have four apps to play one fucking game (laughs) right like that's how ridiculous is ridiculous it is and imagine having to do that for a phone (laughs) like you have like six apps open to fucking run it on a phone um yeah like (laughs) just I'd be so fucking annoyed. Um, so Apple left one statement, which seems like it was sort of like a wink and a nod. Quote, of course, there is always the open internet and web browser apps to reach all users outside the app store. Which is kind of like a wink and a nod. Like, oh, you could always just run it on Safari. You could always just access it from Safari. That seemed weird, but they also don't allow the side loading of apps from the web browser. So I don't know how well it would actually work and how well the software would work on the web browser version of of it. I don't know. Um, So let me get your guys' opinions here on the situation. Um, I know neither of you are really Apple users, but what do you think of this as a whole? Green, we'll start with you. It just sounds like overly difficult. And I, I just don't understand. But, I mean, it's Apple. That's really all I can say about it, is it's Apple. Yeah. That's pretty much the long and short of it right there. It's just, I mean, do we really expect anything better? I can't, I can't say as an Apple user that I did. <laughs> Again, the only Apple device I really use is an iPhone. Um, so yeah, um, there was one other thing I thought about when I, when I saw this and that was, um, thinking about games that are going to be on more than one service. And what first came to mind was cyberpunk 2077. Now I'm not 100% sure if it's going to be available on all of these, but like the three major players uh, in the game streaming service space right now is GeForce Now, Google Stadia, and Microsoft xCloud, right? Um, Cyberpunk 2077, I believe, is going to be available for all three of those. I know it's going to be available on Stadia, and I know it's going to be available on GeForce. But what that means is for on, on the Apple App Store, there's going to be two, maybe three listings for the exact same game. One for GeForce Now, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 on GeForce Now, Google Stadia, or, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 for Google Stadia, and Cyberpunk 2077 for xCloud. Depending on how they handle the um, purchasing, right? Like, can depending on how they handle the purchasing situation, if you don't have access to one of those ser- uh, services for some reason which I don't think there's really... I, I think for GeForce Now, if you pay for it in, like... You still have, like, the free membership, so I guess you're not really out there. Google Stadia, I think the system is right now you just buy the game and access it on Stadia. xCloud, I don't know. I don't know if xCloud, if you buy a game and it's for xCloud, if you have to... 
have an xCloud, pay for an xCloud subscription. But still, that's really fucking confusing. I can see that being an issue. Like, you look up Cyberpunk 2077 and you can accidentally purchase the wrong one, you know? I I think that's incredibly confusing and I don't think Apple is thinking about the user experience on the App Store at all. They're just making sure they get their 30% pay cut. Um, and then customers are the ones who suffer. They have to deal with all sorts of bullshit. They have to launch multiple apps to run their games. And to even buy it, they have to sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to buy it on GeForce Now. Let me make sure that I have the right listing to pay for it on GeForce Now. Right? Like, it just seems like a pain in the ass all the way around. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. And to expect customers to jump through those hoops for you so you can get your 30% cut is pretty shitty. Um, yeah, that's all I caught on, on that. We do have, um, let's see, uh, Apple one announcement. Um, sorry, I was just, uh, reading the chat. Uh, okay. So Apple one. So actually today the Apple had their September event, um, where they revealed new Apple watches, new Apple health or fitness features, a new iPad and the new Apple One plan. Did you guys watch any of this at all? No, I hate no. Apple. <laughs> yeah, somebody who yeah somebody who doesn't use Apple. Uh, I I didn't. I, I missed this one. I guess McKenna yeah. McKenna my fiance was like, eh, it's kind of cool. Uh, the I the um, Apple watches are kind of interesting. They added um uh, uh oxygen detect. What, what's the uh, technical term? Uh, for oximeter. oximeter thank you um yeah they added some oximeter stuff they added uh all sorts of like uh for the for the watch face itself they added like a lot of developer support so you can get like a specific you know for like specific purposes you can get like a, a watch face for like you know if you're like a if you're a nurse or a doctor like the, those like the one that they showed like oh you're a healthcare worker well here's something that's like going to show you like the time of day it's going to show you your schedule for the day here's you know the weather outside you know oh you're hiking well this is going to show you the time of day it's going to show you um temperature it's going to show you altitude it's going to show you all this stuff or you know oh you're a photographer uh, golden hours at this time and blah 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 um, but the one I think the, the the announcement I think has the most bearing on our audience is the Apple One plans, right? Apple has been making very consistent steps towards uh, offering services and being a service based company, right? They as they as we describe it, it's the walled garden, right? You buy an Apple product, you're locked in because not only are you used to the Apple products, but you're using Apple services. Um, that's kind of the that's their plan, right? They want to they want to get you in on the hardware and they want to get you in on the software. So Apple One plans start at $15 a month USD. Uh, it, that's for the individual. And it comes with Apple Music, TV Plus, Arcade, and 50 gigs of iCloud space. The family plan starts at $20 USD. You can share up to five people on the plan, has 200 gigabytes of iCloud space, and the other aforementioned uh, services such as music, TV, and arcade. 
the premier plan offer is uh, offered at $30 a month USD again up to five people on it two terabytes of iCloud space they added news plus and fitness plus which is coming out um, next year to the um, to the uh, to the premier plan um so yeah what do you guys think about those right on the face anything in particular you guys think about that no i mean given the like what value you do get out of what you're paying for if you were going to get an apple product anyways i mean uh, it's not bad for what you're paying for it's just like what what blows my mind is looking at the prices of like the new um was it the new ipad air going to be six hundred dollars yeah but it's got USB C. Oh my lord! So does my phone. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, I think it's the MacBook has USB Type C as well. Yeah, the newest one. They're well, last year's. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so like looking at this in terms of our core audience here, I don't really see this as anything of any real value for anyone. Um, I can see this being a decent deal for families who are already in the Apple ecosystem, uh, much like my mom and my stepdad. I think I've talked about it before with the Apple Arcade. Um, you know, they bought the Apple TV and they have uh, one or two Apple TVs. Um, I think they have one for the upstairs and one for the downstairs. Everyone in the family has iPhones. You know, we trade around the hand-me-downs all the time with, uh, with the phones. Um, we've had a variety of Macs and iPads in the family as well. Uh, that's the kind of audience this kind of service plan is geared at and probably benefit the most, especially if they're, if gaming is not like a big part of anyone's life, having just some games available on the Apple arcade is, you know, probably going to be just enough, right? That's the justification for the parents. Like, no, we don't need to go buy you an Xbox. We have Apple arcade. You can play, you know, this game on Apple arcade, right? That's the that's probably the justification for some some of these families um in terms of the gaming stuff the apple tv like the i know they have originals but they haven't none of the originals have ever like really caught my eye um i, I don't know have you guys ever, ever seen like trailers for the apple tv plus originals I've seen a couple, uh, but i never really paid much attention to them because they didn't really seem like much that was gonna pique my interest anyways yeah green looks really confused like he's like uh, really trying think to think I, about it i think i saw one for apple plus i think kid i'm not sure i think i think i don't watch live tv anymore yeah so like i don't i don't think so but i i i, I feel like i did i just don't remember it yeah so I don't know. There's just not like a ton of value here to me. I just I can't like I don't know. I wouldn't want to purchase it on the individual plan. Maybe if like for Christmas, my mom's like, hey, we were thinking about doing the family plan for Apple. Would you want in on it? I would probably consider it. But my only device on Apple is my iPhone, my iPhone X. So I don't know. It's not, it's, I don't see a lot of value here, especially for our core audience. I don't think it's worth the the subscription service. Um, and I think it's such a niche benefit. I think, and I don't even think people are really going to purchase it for the 
arcade anyways. I think the majority of people who are going to purchase it are going to be purchasing it for the... They're probably going to get the family plan and purchasing it for the extra iCloud space, the Apple Music and Apple TV bundle. I think the arcade uh, part of the bundle is just going to be the thing they forget and shirk off. Personally. Um, and I don't know how many people are going to do the Apple One premiere. Um, the news the news feature on Apple was meh. And I don't really know about the fitness. I saw the I saw the whole thing with the fitness. It didn't interest me at all. Um, but yeah. Anything else on the Apple One announcement, guys? No. Not from me. No. No. It's Apple. Yeah. That, that's my stance on everything Apple. <laughs> it's, it's Apple. It's Apple. Um, okay, cool. Was there anything else that we wanted to talk about? Otherwise, I think we ran out of it all. I actually did want to bring up something I found out recently, and that's that uh, Facebook Gaming did sign a deal to where they can stream, uh, like their partnered streamers can actually stream copyrighted music in the background without DMCA complaints. Yeah, they, they inked a deal with a Sony Music Entertainment, uh, mm-hmm. UMG, and WMG, which is big. Like, those are, like, the big, you know, like, a radio station has to pay for their BMI and ASCAP at the very least um, <clears throat> for the for those uh, distribution licenses. So that's mm-hmm. huge that the, that Facebook gaming partners can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of I mean, that's a big move for me. I mean, that's not enough. I don't think to really drive people there. I just think that's a perk for the people that are already there. Like, I don't think there's somebody that's sitting around and thinking, oh, well, shit, I'm going to go to Facebook for that. And it's like, you, no, you're not. <laughs> that that yeah. That is just a really cool perk that they're like, while Twitch is out here mi- missing the mark on a few things um, back to back to back to back. Facebook's out here <laughs> putting out these kind of deals, you know, like they're take notes you know yeah. like twitch needs to take notes can we let's, let's just extend this out we, we weren't exactly planning on this but let's have a little content creators corner here and talk about twitch <laughs> let's let me, let's the just do heritage it. thing was a fucking disaster congratulations guys you know the the, the emote modifiers they are they, they they listen to that though they listened to the complaints on that and took them down but the, this- the latin history explain the explain the latin history emote debacle Okay, so they uh, for Latin for for Latin History Month uh, or Latin Heritage Month, they decided to put uh, emote modifiers in your Twitch chat. You know that you can use your channel points for, which included um, maracas, a sombrero, and I believe the other was one of those like oversized guitars. Like they were, it was just <laughs> it, it 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 missed the mark on a lot. A of, little like, uh, stereotypical. Very yes. So it yeah it it missed the mark by a lot, and people came out in full force complaining about it, and they listened and they took them down. First off, they need to start like doing focus groups or something, maybe, or consult people as opposed to just throwing it out there and expect because because they did the same thing, they did the same thing um, during the uh, the um, the beginning of the the Black Lives Matter protests when they had the deal about inclusivity. They put that whole trailer out with they had like fucking twelve creators on it and only one of them was not a white person and they're talking about like guys, y'all need they don't think. They don't think and or stop and ask anybody. It's it. it they, they, they don't. They, they need to stop. They need to just stop and think and ask some people before they just throw shit out there. Like this whole new where they announced yesterday that today we're testing this new thing with the, the automated mid roll ads. 
what the fuck? I, I spent all day yesterday pissed about that. I, I spent all day. Like, I, Twitch hasn't done a lot to really piss me off. They, they've done some frustrating things. But that right there, as a as a story-driven gamer, um, somebody who plays a lot of narrative-driven stuff and focuses on chat interaction, that shit upset me. Yeah. A lot. So in terms of the Hispanic emote modifications, I think the, the it was just, like, really stereotypical. It's like, oh, what do you... When, when you think of Mexico, what do you think of? Sombreros, maracas, and guitars, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. It wasn't – it was kind of um, kitschy that, restaurant shit. Yeah, and that stuff doesn't represent all of Hispanic heritage. Yeah. You know, that's – so it that that was the problem there. Yeah, but, and I mean Hispanic heritage, you know, goes – from Mexico all the way down to uh, Brazil. And, well, not Brazil. I don't think Brazil Brazilians technically count as Hispanic because they don't speak Spanish. I, I'm yeah, not an expert, expert. But, you know, Chile, Peru, Argentina, uh, the Dominican Republic, Cuba, um, Guatemala. Like, these are all Hispanic con- countries that have distinct and rich cultures to them. And maybe they mm-hmm. should have thought about how they're going to incorporate all those other places with their music and food and even just adding like the fucking flags would have been easy. <laughs> right. Just something, you know, yeah. something, something that, that you wouldn't look at and people would kind of see as like a stereotypical thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, as Lou just brought up in chat, you know, the Afro, the, the Afro Latinx representation, that's the stuff like, like, yeah, like um, a lot of your, uh, what is it? Uh, I think Dominican has a lot of that. The Dominican Republic has a mm-hmm. lot of Afro, uh, Afro Latino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just like they, they they just focused on like the one core centric shit you see in a restaurant. Yeah, it, yeah, it felt like they just. What do you think about when you think about Mexico? Oh, you think about all the kitschy shit they put in the Mexican restaurants, which again well, is a perfectly valid part of like the culture, but it's like it's stereotypical. It's kind of lazy. Somebody went to a Tex-Mex restaurant. And that's what it was. They went yeah. down. They went down to Dallas and found a Tex-Mex restaurant and started taking notes. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Um, it just kind of missed the mark. And a lot of people came out and, and expressed they expressed they expressed it in um, in a lot of uh, in a more professional manner than I am. You know, they, they expressed, listen, this is exactly why this is wrong. But it, it they, they're really they're really on a hot streak right now. They need to knock it off. And yeah. Stop. Um, and then, yeah, you're mentioning the ad roll thing. So they decided that they're going to start implementing uh, mid-roll ads for certain viewers um, unless streamer – basically, so right now the rule is for streamers who run ads uh, like we just did a little bit ago um, is if a, if a streamer runs an ad for 30 minutes, you don't get a pre-roll on that channel. Um, now they're going to add that to mid-rolls. So if a streamer doesn't run an ad – you're going to get a mid roll part a, a, whatever part of the stream <clears throat> and i don't know how they're going to determine that if it's going to be if you've been in the stream for 30 minutes and the streamer hasn't run an ad you're going to get an ad i i don't know all the specifics but yeah if you if the streamer doesn't run an ad you're going to get a mid roll at some point um, yeah and that's frustrating i mean at the very 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 least Give us the time frame so that way streamers that are going to end up having to deal with this can schedule ad breaks for those of us who don't run them. You know, it's like, you know, if, if somebody comes in and I'm playing, you know, or like you put on Twitter earlier, if you're playing Among Us 
And at the end, it's down to the imposter and two others. And there's just like, there's this big vote moment that's happened. Bam, add, you don't get to hear the conversation. It's moved over into the corner. Like, like um, I actually saw somebody make a good point. If you're going to run ads like that up there, because I don't know if you've seen the picture in picture, you know, it puts your stream up above the chat in a box. Why not just put the ad there? Run just like a, run like a banner style ad up there. You know, yeah. don't put any audio in it. Just run like a banner style ad up there. That way you get your ad revenue for it and you don't interrupt the streamer stream. Yeah. Sorry, Green. We've kind of, uh, we've, we've kind of neglected here. What do you think about the uh, ad thing? It's okay. <laughs> I think it's stupid. I, it just, I, I feel like it's a gimmick. It's a cash grab. They say in the, in their announcement that it's the profits will be going to the creators, but how much of that profit is actually pro you know, I mean, that, that's what pisses me off is that they turn around. They're like, but it still benefits the creator. I'm sorry, but your sixth sense doesn't benefit me that much. Not as much as interrupting, interrupting my game. And what, what it is, what it boils down to is, and I'm going to say this as pure fact, I'm not even going to state this as an opinion. When they inst instituted, you know, streamer controlled pre-roll ads and stuff like that, they expected streamers to use them and they don't. You know, it's it is not people do not run ads very often. It's not something that a lot of people do. And they were like, well, shit, we thought that a lot more people would run ads than this. I think like, I, don't, I don't think they realize how few people take breaks in streams. Like, yeah. A lot of people don't take breaks. So there's no reason to run ads. Like, you know, I mean, I, I get it for like a be right back screen or something. I always forget I it. But yeah, do it. like I've I've run an ad like an ad roll one time just to try it out. Oh, I run them all the time. <laughs> I do, that's the thing. I don't like it, yeah. it's okay if people do. Like it that's fine. It, I mean, float your own boat. But like I but never run it on people is bullshit. You know? Yeah. That's the problem. It's not that people are and aren't running ads, it's the fact that Twitch is now forcing these ads on people in the middle of their content. It's not like TV where there's a spot where it pauses everything for the sake of the commercial break and then picks up where it left off or same with YouTube. No, it's interrupting the content. Especially if they're going to mute people's streams, it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I it. think I'm the only, like, I think I'm the only streamer, like in our group, like our our, our circle, who runs ads as frequently as I do. I can't think of anyone because I have it. I just have it. Um, I just have it pinged to my uh, my touch portal. Mm -hmm. where where it'll automatically say hey twitch running ad here so when i go up to like use the restroom or get a drink of water or something like that i usually hit that in in like i said i'm the only one that i know i i can run probably two three ads a stream possibly is probably about what i average for the entire month of july i made 36 cents 36 cents yeah. and i streamed uh probably four to five days a week right four days a week where i could potentially run two to three ads every single stream uh and 36 cents is all i made on it so it, it's not a very big benefit um but i mean that is cpm stuff so you know kind of take that for whatever it is uh the other big debacle <laughs> is september which I I I have so actively stupid. kind of been discouraging people from doing September. I'm even doing kind of like a little. I'm even doing a charity thing right now where I'm donating my next Twitch payout to a group to uh, the Iowa Giving Crew, and I don't even want people to spend their money using September on me right now, because I'm like it's just a bad deal and like it doesn't benefit any of my viewers. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard to agree. Well, there was something going on with, Go there's something going on with Facebook as well. Uh, Facebook, like, I was watching a few uh, content creators on there. I think it was today. They were saying something about how, like, how, like, for some reason, Facebook, like, kicked, like, half their viewers. Hmm. Um, and then they're, like, having an issue right now of, like, sponsored over sponsored streams are getting uh a lot more viewership than like organic views mm. um which i mean is always a problem um like i like i get paying like paying customers should you know get that thing but they they should still have enough room for organic growth um so i don't, I don't know like streaming's in a weird place right now yeah yeah um go ahead. <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean that so that was our little content creators corner was there anything else we wanted to talk about <laughs> in do that? better <laughs> do better you know can we praise twitch real quick and it's Try. gonna be a little bit backhanded at least they fired hassan that yes okay absolutely 100 percent. yeah i'll get behind that at least they fired hassan Fuck you, you piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> um, as that dude on uh, as that dude on TikTok likes to say, uh, GFC, get fucked, cunt. Hit him with a hard T. <laughs> uh, and like I also have to say from the Destiny community, fuck Lano too. For anyone who gets that one. Yeah, he tried to make his epic return to Twitter, and got fucking blasted. <laughs> So I'm 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 just gonna start using Twitter to inform my viewers about my YouTube and stay up to date. Like, um, everyone was like, "We don't want you here," and he immediately <laughs> deleted everything. And like, he's still on YouTube, like doing his shit. And like, I checked to see how many subscribers he has, and it's been like ever so constantly going down. Oh man, we need to just get like a social blade live stream of that just to see history. <laughs> like a viewer count thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, these are the sexual harassers that are losing viewers at this point versus this point. Yeah. This it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and his yeah, his apology videos were just ass. That's it. That's <laughs> people are ass. <laughs> there's our uh there's our salt corner um let's go ahead and wrap up the show before we say anything that we actually regret um, ass. ass um <laughs> mr greenlee what's coming up on your channel um well i'm back from vacation so i'm i'm probably gonna get into a little bit of spell break uh gonna try to make another return to destiny this week and then uh probably some apex i'm thinking I'm, i might take a little bit of time off of warzone a little bit, probably not a whole lot. I'll probably end up back in my my fucking sleeping bag of Warzone. But yeah, but you can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite. Um, you can also catch me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Do I have anything else? My Discord, OnlyFans, OnlyFans, Pornhub Live, Chatterbait. Yeah, chatterbait for sure, bro. Do you do you have an actual OnlyFans green? I don't, but Zombie Potion does, and it's fantastic. I have one, but it's blank. <laughs> he, he does. Yeah, he, he like he made it for a joke, and it was the best thing I've ever seen. Like he's like, uh, um, he, he did a, like a self promote, and then I'm like, oh, so self promote your uh, 
OnlyFans. So he made an OnlyFans. He's like, bam. It was amazing. Damn. Uh, Rev, what's coming up on your channel? Well, Thursday will mark my one week in quarantine, and if I'm still feeling uh, as good as I am now, uh, I'll probably actually finally finish uh, Tell Me Why. I, I missed, you know, it, it. the final chapter came out last week, and I missed it due to everything that's been going on. i um, kind of bummed about that because I was really enjoying kind of actually getting to play stuff on day one releases, but I've avoided spoilers and everything, so I'll play the last chapter of Tell Me Why Thursday, assuming I'm still feeling good. Um and then this Saturday, I'm actually going to be running a stream on uh, Anime for Humanity's channel um, centered around Suicide Awareness Month. Um, or suicide, you know, it, we're, we're going to be doing some stuff for um, the, what is it, the National or the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, I will be doing a stream for that a week from this upcoming Saturday. But until I kind of get all of this, you know, made sure everything's good, then I'm not going to really set too much in stone. Yeah, which I can say that is a fantastic organization to support. I uh, actually did a charity uh, month for them in uh, last November. Um, mm. Awesome. Uh, all of the uh, Twitters and stuff for you? Oh, yeah. That, my uh, my Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, TikTok, all of them. They're, uh, they're just RevSfin TV. And then my actual Twitch account is just RevSfin by itself. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, coming up on my channel, I'm trying to get through Fallout New Vegas. I want to move on to some other games. Um, there's, so there's not really much else going on for me. Um, so you guys can catch me here on Twitch at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter, D-A-N-I-E. C-A-E, also Instagram, spelled the exact same way. And uh, you guys can also subscribe to me on YouTube, Danny K Media. Uh, I will say we do have an event coming up. Mr. Greenlee and I have been working on an event called MidiCon. Since we can't do a physical meetup, we decided we're going to do a virtual one on a Discord server. Uh, September 26th, you guys can join us for that. We have a virtual business card exchange. We have a seller's market. So if you guys are a graphic designer, video editor, audio editor, podcast, you know, you do different podcasting stuff or do different art or whatever else, you guys can go and sell your services there. You guys can also come and hang out in the um, in uh, just general chat and find some groups to play with. We are going to do some keynote speak, uh, some uh, talks the day of live in the Discord. So you guys can join us for that for free. Um, it'll also just be on some uh, content creation. Um, I know I have a, a, a keynote that I'm going to be giving. Green Elite has a keynote. Um, there's other people, but we also have uh, um, Revs Fen. Yes, I, I wasn't quite I'll sure what all. What's I'll that? be there. You'll be there. I'll be there for that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on too. Yeah, it, like, it, up. it's going to be great. Yeah, We're put like our fucking heart and soul into this shit. Like, yeah, because we can't do a, a live one like in-person one we're doing this hardcore on discord so yeah so a uh, link to that will be in the description of the episode uh we also have a Yu-Gi-Oh! duel links tournament going on i'm gonna take it home i'm taking it i'm taking it to the house kid I'm so it to the house. i'm gonna destroy everyone i'm gonna ruin you oh no you're fucking not my red eyes deck is gonna just shit on you you've got nothing Fight on me. my you've got nothing on my gravekeepers deck 
All right, nerds. <laughs> he got me back into Yu-Gi-Oh. It's his own fault. <laughs> You've created a monster. <laughs> um. So yes, it's called MidiCon. Links in the uh, links to the Discord in the description. If you guys want more information, feel free to reach out. We have all sorts of um, all sorts of things. Just come on by and uh, and and hang out with us that day. Um. One other like note, I am looking very seriously at a website called locals.com. I know it's another video sharing platform. Uh, so if that's something you guys are interested in, I am looking very seriously at adding the podcast to that. So keep an eye out for that. Otherwise, like a dating site. it does like <laughs> I, I so I, there's a couple YouTubers that I watch who said that they started adding videos to locals.com. And I'm like, is this like some sort of weird dating site like am i are they am i am i gonna find a cougar there is that (laughs) i say farmers yeah am i am i gonna be like do i go there upload my videos and be like are you looking for a sugar daddy because it's not me (laughs) it's definitely not me um Okay, so uh, of course, guys, thank you for watching and listening. We hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys missed any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, Danny K Media is the channel that's under. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you guys want to help support the show, the best ways to do that is subscribe on YouTube, follow us, or subscribe on any of the podcast platforms, leave a rating and review, and the number one way is to, of course, tell your friends. Of course, don't forget to answer the question of the week in the comment section or reach out to us on Twitter. What is your favorite regional dish? Go on ahead and answer that in the comment section of the YouTube video. And uh, guys, anything else? Nope, that'd be all for me. Yeah, we're good. All right. Until next week, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fight, and we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Bye. I love you. <laughs>